Chance Time. Hi, welcome to Chance Time, a podcast about video games. It's generic, the podcast, not the video games, although some could be considered generic. <laughs> My name is Curtis Lowe. <laughs> I'm here with Paul Bills. Hello, I'm also generic. <laughs> and I'm also Ryan Speakman's here. Generic. Generic. <laughs> Amiibo. <laughs> throwback. It's a throwback. I haven't done that one in a while. Yeah. It's been a minute. Uh, how is everyone? I'm great. Oh. It's great to be here recording. So good. So good. Cool. We, uh, we started watching that Harry Potter reunion uh, thing tonight. Did you guys watch that? Do you remember when that was being advertised for oh, all the yeah. actors like hang out at the Hogwarts castle? I saw part of it. Jade watched it more than I did. Yeah. Yeah, Charlotte's still watching it downstairs. Yeah. Everyone did you thinks... get to the did you get to the I love you part? Because that was the best part of the whole thing. When I told my wife I loved her during it? Because I walked to no, do the podcast. No. No, but close. <laughs> Rupert Grint tells Emma Watson that he loves her, and she doesn't say it back. Mm. And it's, it's hilarious. That's oh, awkward. It's it not as awkward as as that, like in the moment, because she's like overcome with emotion, and she's like holding his hand and like nodding at him, but she never says it back. <laughs> and like she definitely doesn't say it back. They it's did, hilarious. They didn't just cut it out. They'd be like, some the editor was like, it would be really funny. It takes you a minute to say it back, so let's just cut it. Let's and just... everyone will just feel really sorry for this Rupert guy. Because, <laughs> yeah, the Rupert guy, I say it like no one knows who he is. <laughs> just some rando. <laughs> that Rupert dude. Didn't have a big part or anything. I mean, has he, has he been in anything else? He's in like an Apple tv series right now i think oh is he yeah, i feel like he's in some he had like a movie or two yeah. right after harry potter ended that i don't know they did okay but, i mean he's yeah his career has not taken the same path as emma watson and daniel radcliffe that's for sure well daniel radcliffe he's taken a different path in general <laughs> Well, he just does I, whatever weird thing that he wants. Yeah, to. but and like I, he's I been in a that. ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But my theory on this is that when you're in a big franchise like that and you're the lead person, something happens where you just don't want that sort of commercial success ever again. <laughs> and the same thing happened with Elijah Wood. Yeah. Who I don't think was ever in like a blockbuster movie ever again after Lord of the Rings. And the same thing happened with Daniel Radcliffe. And maybe the same thing will happen with the the guy in Dune. Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> I don't think that's the case because he's already been in like yeah, 800. Doing stuff already, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know actors very well. I've never actually seen all the Harry Potter movies, and everyone thinks I'm crazy because of it. Did you read all the books? Yeah, I read all the books. Yeah, you're not crazy then. <clears throat> I don't know. I 
No, I've seen those movies, but I do not remember them. Like, if I saw them again, it would genuinely feel like I was watching them for the first time. I'm pretty sure. It's funny. It um, is weird that they, because it has a Christmas scene, they play them all on TV at Christmas time. Yeah, we just like, it's like, we got to revisit this at some point. So pick a season. Yeah. <laughs> well, only Chris, Christmas scenes are only in Christmas movies. Everyone knows that. Mm, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a whole episode dedicated to is it a Christmas movie or not? Yeah. And we'll just go through a list. <laughs> to be fair, people consider Harry Potter to be a Christmas movie because it has a Christmas scene in it. The case for Die Hard being a Christmas movie is really strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's like mainstream accepted now. Is like, it? That's uh, no. I'm pretty sure that doesn't seem like a. I remember it being a debate or a joke at least at some point. You can tell how closely I follow the movie world. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's up there with Iron Man three for sure. Oh, Iron that Man does 3. have a Christmas scene. I haven't I heard think it's that. All set I... in Christmas. I think you're right. Yeah, he gives Pepper a big bear. That's sweet. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Has all the money in the world. Gets his girlfriend a big bear. I mean, bears have to cost a lot of money, right? Yeah. <laughs> How much does it cost to feed a bear, you think? I mean, it was a stuffed bear. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is the uh, the thrilling content you get when you listen to the Chance Time podcast. Oh man! If you know how much it costs to feed a bear, please email us podcast at gmail.com. I want yeah, like much... a full expense report: how much food it eats, and how much that costs, and how much like. Do you... Is it like a cat? Do you get a litter box for the bear? Like, what do you do? Do you just have to buy a bunch of bees to make honey for it in a tree? Like a boo bear? That's probably it. <laughs> you have to have the bees. <laughs> you have to, it comes with a bee farm to feed it. Never mind. We don't need you to write in. We figured it we out. figured it out. Whatever the cost <laughs> of a bee farm is, that's how much it costs to feed a bear. Everyone get your significant other a Christmas bear this Christmas. <laughs> It's worth and it. bees and Christmas bees <laughs> and bees. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Can you imagine? I got you a bear. I love stuffed bears. No, not a stuffed bear. You just like a... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great Christmas movie spoof, like a romantic com. I don't want a rom com that features a real bear as a Christmas present. Now, come on, Hallmark. I want a Marvel's What If episode where Tony Stark gets Pepper Potts a real bear. <laughs> and it Christmas, changes everything. It's a Christmas special, too. Like a, a, specifically for Christmas, it comes out. Just the one episode comes out. <laughs> All right, that one's free, Disney. There you go. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> off to a great start here we're not talking about bears today 
You yeah. either pressed the skip 15 seconds button a bunch of times <laughs> or you stopped listening at this point, but. <laughs> but we love you either, either way. way. Yeah, we respect it. It's fine. <laughs> do what you got to do. Am I supposed to say the topic? Do we usually do that before uh, we, we do, do what? I think we do. All right. Well, we're talking about Nintendo thing. and the future of Nintendo. But first things first are Mike Struckerberg's things first firstly right you want to go first i'd love to i would love to go first um two two special gaming moments for me this week one uh aside from beating the final boss in tunic i was uh working on some post game content trying to get some secrets and whatnot and i was working on a rather intense puzzle and my wife charlotte previous guest of the podcast she uh walked in on me or no she was reading in the same room and she was uh watching me scribble furiously and ask what i was doing as the game was just on in the background and I was like, Oh, I'm trying to solve this puzzle. She's like, Oh, I like puzzles. (laughs) And she sat there and drew like a big diagram on a piece of paper and we solved this puzzle together. It was a great moment. It was a great moment. And then she wasn't feeling too well. So I took the dog on a walk and she stayed there and tried to solve a different puzzle in the game oh, and so that was good that was exciting yeah and once again i have to reiterate the puzzles in that game are crazy and it's cool but the other big thing uh was i jumped on the live alive train oh you did it I did it. I purchased it and I did the wrong order in what terms of order? what I would have chose. I would have I would definitely choose differently if I were to choose again in the future. Mm. But I started with present day. Have you done that one, Curtis? That's the fighting one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the first one I did. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you that it's very different from the rest of them. Yeah. And I wish wish I would have played that one in the middle of what it is, but it's basically like a parody of Street Fighter. And it's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Um but the important thing is is they asked me to name the character and I just chose the default name. And I felt bad about that decision. And so the next one I did, I really did. So the next one I did was the Wild Wild West, or the Wild West for. I was gonna this. say, does it say <laughs> Wild Wild West? No, oh, that's the uh, only if Will Smith is there. Yeah, right. And I did not name my character Will Smith, so don't <laughs> worry. But what I did do um, is, they specifically asked me, "What's your moniker?" And so I thought about it for a little bit and I settled on 
banana cream Pete. Nice. And then immediately as I confirmed it, they responded with, ah, so you're the banana cream Pete kid. (laughs) And I had a good chuckle over that as they continually referred to me as the banana cream Pete kid. (laughs) Oh, man. It was it was a great moment, but all in all, I think I agree with everybody's opinion on it. So listen to any other publication that talks about it, and the music's great. It's got a cool art style. Uh, less gameplay than you'd probably want in a game, but the presentation makes up for it. Unless you do the present day, it's literally just gameplay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't start with present day. <laughs> uh, but I did finish Wild West, and I'm now on to Prehistory is the next one I chose mm. with my main character, Cronut. Is that the default name? No. I chose Cronut. That's a good name for a yeah. huge man. Yeah. Yeah. The... Uh, for those who don't know what a cronut is, it's a croissant donut. Uh, enjoyed in prehistoric times, passed down <laughs> generation to generation to this day. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I didn't finish Azure Gun- Striker Gunfold because like a lot of games, the last boss was too hard and I needed to grind in order to beat it. <laughs> and so I gave up and bought Live Alive. <laughs> well, I need to keep I might... playing. I still have only done present day in Imperial China. I haven't done anything else yet. Mm, yeah. I've been distracted by a different game. Oh. Ooh. Sounds like you just beat yourself up. Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing Spelunky 2 a lot again. Played it a lot when I first bought Came it. Came back around. Yeah, I was really enjoying it. And then just recently, I just started playing it again because it's good to play for like five minutes, you know, and then put it back down. <clears throat> um, But I've started to realize I'm enjoying it a lot more if I, I kind of set a little specific goal each run instead of just playing kind of mindlessly, if that makes sense. And I feel silly for not doing this before because the game gives you goals, essentially, in the form of the shortcuts. So when you get to sounds like something the game could do for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, For example, like once you get to the end of like a world, so it's like what, four levels, I think, and you go to a new biome, basically. Um, The first few times you go down there, right? The, I forget what her name is, but there's a character who's trying to dig tunnels to create shortcuts from your base camp down to that specific floor. Um, but every time you get there, she'll ask for a thing. She'll be like, oh, there's a lot of monsters. Can you bring me a weapon? So then you have to make sure you get down, complete that biome or world, whatever you want to call it, with a shotgun or a machete or a boomerang or something so that you can give it to her, right? Or she'll be like, oh, there's too many rocks in the way. Can you bring me like three bombs or something like that? Or she'll ask for rope. Um, for example, I am down to, um, I think it's technically called I think it's technically the fourth biome or world. Um, But when you get down to the second section, you actually 
have a branching path so you can either pick to go to the jungle or it's like a magma lava volcano type area um so i don't know if that's two and three and you get up to four anyway um <clears throat> or maybe it's not i can't remember anyway she asks for fifty thousand dollars and i had been doing the shortcut so i was only doing like four floors before i got to her so then i had to figure out how to get fifty thousand dollars worth of gold and treasure and stuff um, in just that short amount of time before I got to her. And I changed, like, it completely changed how I would normally play it. Cause then I was really going for the treasure, right? Even if it was, if it wasn't like in a spot I would normally save my bombs or my ropes or something, or in a dangerous spot, I'd still go for it. Um, yeah. So then I'd go for it anyway, cause I needed the money. It was fun. And now I'm really getting into playing that way. So. It's a lot of fun. And the farther I get into it, like the different biomes and stuff, it doesn't feel as, um, and maybe I'm just getting better at it, but I remember in the original Spelunky getting to some of the later places and just immediately dying before I could even learn what anything does at all, <clears throat> which was frustrating because then you got to get all the way back down there. And a lot of times you don't even make it that far. Um, <laughs> But this time around, maybe I'm just smarter about how I play or something, but it doesn't seem like there's as many just straight up insta-kill things that you don't see coming. Now, that's not true, because they're there. I don't know. Maybe I'm just liking it a lot more this time. Maybe your skill is improving, Chris. Maybe, maybe. Uh I just remember getting to like the Egyptian tomb type place in the first Spelunky, and then everything just immediately destroys me, and I, it was a hard time figuring out even like what things would one shot me, what things I could actually attack and kill or what I just needed to completely avoid, what traps there were, all that kind of stuff. Where this time around, I can easily see, oh, there's a weird like mummy cat over there. I should probably avoid it or figure out what it does before I get too close, that kind of thing, right? Maybe it's also the shortcut thing. I'm only a few floors away from that area. Also realized I could create my own shortcut and kind of cheat my way down there, which is kind of fun. Although it comes at a cost. I realized, um, <clears throat> I guess slight spoilers for Splunky too, but there's a boss where you normally, I guess you don't fight him. You mostly just avoid him and then you get to the new area. But once I had that shortcut, you spawn below where he is. So he actually doesn't get to you. And then you can basically just, you have enough bombs, just enough bombs to bomb your way through the floor. And then you can go through a different door that takes you straight to the Egyptian tomb. The problem is it takes all of your bombs and then it's a long fall. So then you have to hurt yourself to get down. But then you can get down there and explore a little bit. So that helps too to know that I can just jump in there, explore a little bit. And if I die, it's not a huge setback. So that probably helps too. So maybe Splunky's better this time around, Splunky 2 in the way they handle shortcuts and stuff. I don't know. I also could have just been really bad at the original Splunky, and I'm better at this one because I've played it more. I just realized today I've put 15 hours into it already. It's just, yeah. It's a good game, though. So, nice. yeah. If you guys, if anyone likes platformers and roguelikes, roguelites, whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. It's a lot of fun.
I believe that one is a roguelike. Yeah. Because yeah is there, is there a progression? Does not progress. I would, I would consider the, the shortcuts you unlock to be progression, but it's not like you level up or anything. Mm, yeah. The shortcuts can be a good and bad thing, right? Because you get farther immediately. You start farther down, but you don't have like any loot starting from there. You don't have any items. You don't have any money or anything like that. So, yeah, there's pros and cons to it. So I don't know if you can. I mean, it's a form of progression. I feel like the goal it's is a, though. It's to, a rogue likeite. Yeah, it's more called. like than light. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the goal, at least the goal for me, it feels like, is to beat the game using shortcuts, so that I can understand what each biome does, you know, so I can kind of plan it out a little bit more. And then I feel like I could do a full run from the top. Yeah, back around. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. It's a lot of fun, though. I need to get back to Live, live Alive. And I'm trying to decide if yeah, I should thank also Thank you for saying do... it right. Yeah, so I had to correct myself. I don't want anyone coming at us and be like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should all, do the same. They all stopped after the beginning conversation. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> talking about bears um, yeah. um i do want to say that i i did say that the gameplay was lacking in live alive i want to take that back <laughs> because it's minimal but in each scenario scenario it's made it interesting at least yeah i feel like it gives it a different spin each time yeah 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 because like I don't know. I guess I've only played the two time periods so far, but like the modern day one is you're learning moves from different fighters so you can use them on other fighters, which is kind of a fun concept. The Imperial China one's all about like the guy you play as, the old guy, Shifu. Um, <clears throat> he never levels up. He never gains experience or learns anything the whole time in terms of like gameplay, right? Um, because he's, he's the Kung Fu master. He has nothing left to learn. It's all about training your protégés, protégés, your disciples, and getting them to level up. Yeah. Yeah, and the Western one was cool because you give weapons to the townspeople and they set up traps. That's cool. And so there, there is some, some good stuff in there. It just, yeah. I also feel like I watched an hour long video and played 15 minutes of gameplay <laughs> in the Western one. So yeah, that's fair. It's a, there's that too. Hey, this is like from 1993 or something, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's worth it. That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm having a great time. Yeah. It keeps it a uh, varied. Keeps yeah. you on your, on your toes that way. Cool. Well, Paul, what's your one thing? Well, I feel like someone should bring up that Gamescom happened this week. Boo. Even though... <laughs> Gamescom? What's yeah. that? It's, uh, it's a European game show. And they're trying to make it more international, but then this time it seemed like suddenly they decided, actually, it's just European. 
And so they gave out awards that made no sense unless you knew that it was only for games that were present, like that had exhibits at Gamescom. That is what that I did. I did not understand. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they come out and they're like the most anticipated PlayStation game. And it's like three games you've never heard of. And it's like uh, (laughs) God of War. It's obviously God of War. (laughs) But no, it's Lies of P, which is, of course, a Souls-like Pinocchio game. Ooh, yeah. The The one we've all been been asking for. Everyone wants a a Pinocchio game. I like if you just call it a Pinocchio game, everyone, you'd be like, why are people excited about this? Uh, Another Disney game? Oh, they really get into it. Well, Lies of P will be featured at the at the Marvel Disney showcase for sure. Yep, gonna leave that one there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> part of me that uh, yeah, part of me is like it'd be funny if someone actually believes it and then they watch it. Like, what? There was no Lies of P. There's no Lies of P. More like well, Lies of lie. Chance Time. Got him. <laughs> That's the lie of P, which, yeah. to be honest, like, I mean, the person who delivered that lie is a P. <laughs> P bills. P bills. Oh man, amazing. Also, lies of P is like probably like the worst title I could think of for that game. Like, yeah. why I not like lies of Nokia? Yeah, or like Chronicles lies of Nokia, Nokia or. Or, yeah, a plate of gnocchi. What about the <laughs> sins of Geppetto? Yeah, that I would be awesome. I think that's a pretty good one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I wanted to highlight uh, a few games that actually did catch my eye at Gamescom. Even oh, though no, Liza P didn't catch your eye? It did, it did. Uh, it's just the background. You know, it, it does seem like people are really into that, but you know i'm i'm not the souls guy so that that one wasn't me i think it's the more the bloodborne um, uh vibe that yes. it gives off that we're making that's making people really excited about it yes yeah i saw multiple people say bloodborne fans should watch this one and stuff like that yeah uh but Hopefully anyway these kids will understand <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what they all said. <laughs> that great hit from the 90s, Bloodborne. <laughs> um, okay, here's my list. I only have, I think, six. Um, that I'm just going to call out real quick. First of all, Friends versus Friends. I, I'm proud of my prediction coming true. That is a, a deck builder shooter. So... My prediction about Neon White's guns are cards thing bleeding into other games. It's already happening. Very proud of that. So um, here's here's my quick question. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but uh-huh. do you think that they started development on that before Neon White was announced? Uh, or do you think it was after Neon White was announced or do you think it was after I they do cobbled think it was... together a thing? I think it was after Neon White was announced, but I can't say for sure if it's actually inspired by Neon White, because... That's quick. Yeah. That's quick. 
and deck builders have been popular for years now. It's probably more just the deck builder influence than it is the neon white specific influence. But, but is, this, <laughs> is this like a first person shooter then? Yes, it's a PVP 1v1 or 2v2 and you build a deck of cards and then you bring it into the fight and then it's like your it's your guns and your buffs and and everything. So it's kind of like your loadout. Okay. Um but then the Steam page says very specifically that it'll be a one-time purchase and no microtransactions ever. So you like earn packs by playing the game. And then you can use those packs to um, build your loadout, basically, to go into these 1v1 FPS fights or 2v2 FPS fights. That sounds a little different to me than Neon White. Just because Neon White feels more like a speedrunner than anything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm purely saying the guns are cards. That's okay. it. It's gotcha. not actually... <laughs> Sorry, we're taking this a lot deeper than you probably. <laughs> well, and I don't know, I don't know if you can like discard the cards and have it do something. That I would say is like the real neon white mechanic. That it, yeah. it's a gun, but then you discard it, it does something else. Um, only only time will tell, probably. Um, but yeah, so okay, that was the first one. Um, second one was Moonbreaker, which this was a weird moment. Um, didn't have Brandon Sanderson on my video game press conference bingo card, at least not in this way. Uh, Brandon Sanderson showed up and he's like, I made a new world for a game and here it is. And then we proceeded to watch one of the more generic trailers I've seen recently, which is kind of disappointing. It's not a Brandon Sanderson world. It, well, it's not an established Brandon Sanderson world. It's a new world that he made just for this game. And it's the people who made Subnautica, but it's nothing like Subnautica. And it's also not a story-based game at all. It's a digital miniatures game that like has characters but not any not like even a story mode it will have like a roguelike mode but anyway it was very confusing but um the like president of the developer came out or some leader i don't know what he was but he came out and he said that they're going for basically the feel of like Hearthstone meets XCOM, and that premise definitely has me intrigued. So there's a lot going on here that could be interesting, but I don't know yet if it's actually interesting. Um, so, and it goes into early access like next month, so I'll be keeping an eye on this one for sure. Yeah, um, interesting. All the called... pieces they have in place don't seem to fit together. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's, why use a big story guy when you're not really uh, yeah. going to have uh. a story? Why 
it's not just a story guys you know like world builder i could see them coming in and be like hey we want to make this here's the concept for a game we have it's you know why use a world builder guy when it's a miniatures game <laughs> to make a yeah, well, setting for your miniatures game but then it seems so generic like it doesn't i don't know it doesn't seem like there's anything immediately like oh yeah only brandon sanderson could think of this you know but yeah. maybe there is something there and i feel like it's hard they, to say just based yeah. off the one trailer yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if there's Why? the specific character classes <laughs> and stuff he helped design. Yeah. Reasoning behind why they can do certain abilities, that kind of stuff. And I would imagine it's just hard to, you know, explain that in the short trailer that they had. Right. I don't know. And I it's guess going into... what's disappointing for me is Subnautica meets Brandon Sanderson. Sounds amazing. Right. Like if they just built like a different setting but similar survival thing with like a Brandon Sanderson world, I'd be a little more excited about that. Well, yeah, and people have been waiting to see Brandon Sanderson attached to a game for a long time, but they want Brandon Sanderson worlds. So it just it was just weirdly done. Um, yes, when it becomes think, game of the year, I will. Right, it could be house. really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it could. Well, you got to remember Let's... too. Sorry, I feel like I'm just like defending Brandon Sanderson. No, yeah, but... go for it. <laughs> He's done a lot more worlds than just like his Cosmere stuff, right? Oh, for sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormlight and Mistborn and stuff. That's all more kind of fantasy, medieval type settings, you could say. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's done like a superhero series, essentially, where superheroes are bad. Um, I think like the boys, but not as violent. Um, I can't. I don't know. I can say Anderson that. I've never the seen boys, actually. the boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, true story. No. Um, and then he did like a, a whole sci-fi thing about a young woman who flies spaceships. I think I haven't read those ones. So he has like a big. So like the sci-fi thing also doesn't surprise me. If it's more light, that doesn't surprise me as much either, especially for this type of game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm curious all those see. things you listed, more interested than miniatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the miniatures is, is a gamble. Maybe Brandon Sanderson just really likes miniatures. Who knows? I mean, people who like miniatures are really into it. And I should mention this game, like they highlighted this whole like painting yeah tool as well so you can paint your miniatures because that is a big thing if you like miniatures um but they did also when i looked i went to the steam page they said um there's going to be like default paint so for the people who don't want to sit there and paint it you can just <laughs> put on the default paint and play the game which i was i appreciated i was like oh good i don't have to like go in with my gray miniature if i don't want to sit there and paint it i can Flap on a, a default. I'm gonna paint color scheme gray. Yeah, just because I could, just because I can. You could, you yeah. could. That's what it's all about. Uh, anyway, so Moonbreaker. That was my second one on my list. The next one on my list of, I have six total. Just so you know, um, the next one on my list is Stranded Alien Dawn, which 
looks like a um survival MMO like Rust or um to some extent the Amazon New World one or Ark. It had Ark vibes to it. But it's like a it's like you crash land on an alien planet and then you just have to like find a way to survive there. But uh that that trailer just caught my eye. There wasn't a lot of like gameplay detail, but just something I want to look into as we get more information on it. Uh, next one is Atlas Fallen, which Kotaku had a whole article today about how it looks exactly like Forspoken. Um, and I mean, they're not wrong, but that's kind of why it has me intrigued. <laughs> Another kind of open world fantasy with emphasis on traversal. Um, yeah, just something I'll keep an eye on. The called? Atlas Fallen. Um, and it's by a smaller... It, I think it's like Focus is publishing it. I don't know who's actually developing it, but it's not like as big as you know Square Enix is doing Forspoken. Um, but yeah, just something that I'll keep on my list as we get more information. Um, next one is Word Song, Weird Song, W-Y-R-D-S-O-N-G. Um, no real information whatsoever other than a bunch of people who made a bunch of really big RPGs like Fallout 3 and Dragon Age Inquisition, and I don't remember, they listed a ton. A bunch of veterans from those games started a new studio, and this is their first RPG they're making together, so... Probably won't come out for like six years, but <laughs> an, yeah. an exciting prospect. Um, next one, there was a really cool Gotham Knights trailer that got me more excited for the game than most of the trailers I've seen so far, where they like highlighted the villains and the story a bit more. And then they announced that they actually moved up the release date because they're feeling they're feeling strong now that everything got delayed so <laughs> they want they want you buying Gotham Knights for sure uh and then where winds meet um this one caught is, my attention as well yeah a lot of people said it's chinese ghost of tsushima and i mean that gives you a picture of what it is pretty well <laughs> But I think it actually is developed in China, or I can't remember who the developer is. But yeah, really interesting kind of action adventure um, blend of of stealth and and combat. But the combat also looked more soulsy than um, Ghost of Tsushima. Like there was like big enemies with big health bars at the top of the screen. Um, but yeah, that looked interesting. Uh, and then I didn't write this down, but I was really excited really early in the show. They started this trailer that was clearly Dune, and then they said MMO, and I got less excited. I thought we were going to have like a big story-driven open-world Dune game, but it's an MMO, which makes me less excited. Classic. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a Brandon Sanderson Project though, Brandon Sanderson's dude. (laughs) Uh, Did you talk about 
Dwarf Romantic? No, I didn't. I thought that one looked fun, even though yeah. it apparently is already out. I yeah, I was gonna say that that didn't catch my attention because that's already been a Steam indie darling for a while, and they were just highlighting that it's coming to um, Switch. Yeah, I had never seen it, and I was like, I want to play that, and I want to play it in my Pokemon car while listening to Kojima's podcast. <laughs> A lot of great moments at uh, Gamescom. So many. Um, We're only, what, two days yeah, that... in? Two days into Gamescom? I think. Or is it one day? Yeah. No, yeah, it's like a multi-day thing, but yeah. they usually don't make like big announcements past the first day. Usually, uh, I mean, however, I will say I saw today that this is kind of a bigger announcement. The people who made Crypt of the Necrodancer have a new game called Rift of the Necrodancer, mm-hmm. and it's like modern instead of medieval. And there's like all kinds of different rhythm mini games instead of just like the one rhythm gimmick. That's cool. Um, also, just out of curiosity, you you didn't watch it, right, Curtis, or did you? No, I watched a few trailers that looked interesting, but I didn't get to watch anything live. All right. Well, Paul, what did you think at the very end when Jeff Keighley was like, and now we've got a special game, one that people have been waiting for for a long time? Yeah, so I was so mad. <laughs> what What game did you think it was going to be, though? Oh, I don't know. Because immediately I was like, they're finally doing Silk Song. <laughs> the, ol- <laughs> the only game I could think of that people have been waiting a long time for. And then I was like, oh. A game that probably doesn't speak to me as a person, but. Wait, what was it? It was, it was Dead, Dead Island 2. Dead Island 2, which oh. had a big reveal trailer and then went silent for years. So, like, for the people who care, that was a big deal. Yeah. But that was not a big mainstream show-ender for sure. That also got leaked before, didn't it? Yes, it did. And also important to note that California is where it's set, so... Is it really an island? Not an island. (laughs) But maybe it's a future where California is separated from the coast, so... Yeah, because the evil and dead are there, so they just <laughs> that was their main ship goal. the whole thing off to sea. <laughs> yeah, the climate change, earthquakes, plus yeah, rising sea levels makes California oh, an island somehow. It's Dead Island Two is going woke. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was not a great. I mean, it wasn't a great show overall. Like, that's why I'm just kind of talking about it a little bit right now instead of it being the topic of the show, because there just wasn't much. I don't know. I never expect anything from the any <sighs> presentation anymore. Where, to me, it was fun. A fun yeah. time. Especially not from Gamescom like that. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the place where developers go to show off their big new thing. Yeah. They've had some reveals and you know jeff Keeley always tries to tell you that it's going to be a big deal 
Yeah, he always does that, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure some people have been actively waiting for a Dead Island too. Right. Since the last reveal trailer, but I also imagine the most people. I don't know. At least, I guess I was never excited for it, but it just kind of feels like it was forgotten about. I don't feel like people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's real! It's still here." Like, well, remember Goat Simulator Three? Their whole trailer was yeah. a parody of that Dead Island Two trailer. Yeah. So somebody out there is thinking and talking about this. <laughs> I just don't know who they are. Yeah, I kind of wonder if it's like Call of Duty, where Call of Duty, I see the numbers that it's the highest selling game, <laughs> and then I never hear anyone I know talk about Call of Duty. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, I just maybe I just am not in that circle, or maybe people just don't like talking about it. I don't really know. And we never will know. But, what, about, yeah. what about Nintendo? Oh, they didn't have anything at Gamescom. But what, what should if, they? What if had? they did? What if they did? <laughs> what if they announced the Switch, the Super Switch, or the Switch Two at Gamescom? I want a Super Switch. A Super like, Switch. I'll just put that out there right now. That it's the same. I don't specs. want a Switch Two. I want a Super Switch. It's the same everything. It's just bigger. I'm I'm hoping for the Switch U. There you go. <laughs> or like the Switch V. Like pick another random letter. Oh, I was gonna say the <laughs> Switch Cube. <laughs> and then as you, know, if you a... roll it across the floor, it goes. And that's all it does. It yeah, that's all it game. does. The Switch. Yeah. <laughs> that's also got Amiibo support. <laughs> Amiibo. It, changes, it changes the noise it makes when you roll it. <laughs> if you scan a Mario Amiibo on there, it goes, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Link when he goes, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this one's free, Nintendo. <laughs> so feel free to just take this idea and just make it happen. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> the future of Nintendo. Because, <clears throat> I don't know, I feel like what for the past, I don't know, three years, <laughs> there's been rumors of a Switch Pro and then the Switch, the, what was it, the revision came out that had better battery life. And then the for like a day, yeah, you remember that? Yes. Uh, yeah. You just gave it an awesome name. I wanted to highlight that. Switch Revision. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, oh, maybe that was actually the Switch Pro. And then the rumors are just overblown. And then they said that for like a day. And then after that, Switch Pro rumors are back. And then they did the switch, the light switch. A switch, sorry, Switch Lite. And then the same conversation. Oh, maybe that was actually the new Switch we've been hearing about the whole time. There's not a really a Switch Pro. And then everyone's like, oh, well, I bet there is one. And then the Switch OLED edition parentheses in there somewhere happened and then the same conversation happened again and now i feel like every once in a while i see something about a switch to pop up it seems like you know have you guys still seen rumors about it i haven't seen them recently i think the other time it happened was with the uh animal crossing switch 
And I think recently there was like a Splatoon switch. Yeah. And then they announced the Splatoon switch and then the rumors died down again. Yeah. But anyway, let's see. So it's what? It came out 2017, the switch. So it's five years old. And I think people are starting to maybe wonder a little bit or... If they're not, I wouldn't be surprised if people start at least talking about how a Switch 2 needs to come sooner than later because of things like the the Steam Deck thing that people might have heard about. I don't know. Um, And there's other companies coming out with powerful handhelds. Uh, I've seen a few reviews about the, I forget what it's called now, the Aya Neo Air, I think, which is very similar to a Steam Deck. Um, but it's got like a 1080p OLED screen and stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so there's a lot of handheld gaming systems, gaming PCs coming out. And yeah, just to make me start wondering what's Nintendo's going to do, you know? Because I think they're in an interesting position because they've always, what would you say, competed with themselves, right? Like they've never competed directly with. Well, they did with the GameCube. I feel like it was the last time they competed directly with PlayStation or Xbox, and it did not go well for them. So then they're like, let's make the Wii with motion, with Wii Sports. And ever since then, they've done whatever the heck they want. And it's worked out for the most part, except, you know, the Wii U. But we don't talk about the Wii U. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Can I just say, too, that I think even with the GameCube, they did care. Because they did mini discs and didn't really upgrade graphics, and I don't know. Well, they, yeah, they sort of did, but they also were. It didn't seem like they were trying to compete with. Well, from what I understand, with the GameCube, is that it was as powerful, if not more powerful, than the PlayStation Two or Xbox. But the discs were so small mm. that they literally couldn't fit as much data on there which made it hard for third-party publishers and stuff to support it as that's, much. That's got to be one of the most Nintendo trivia facts I've ever heard. I just watched the like, Scott the Waz YouTube video yeah. that came out like a week ago. Look, look at the power we give you. Oh, <laughs> but put it on this tiny disc. Everything's fine, you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, what was it? What was the one he threw out? It was like Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2007, like not seven, 2004 or something, and it had to come on two... GameCube discs because it was too big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was all because they were worried about piracy, um, which is a completely different conversation. But anyway, yeah, ever the since then. The disc of Tiger Woods PGA changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You never knew that, did you? Yeah. It's life changing news. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even then, after the Wii U, it flopped and the Switch came out, which felt like it just an evolution of the Wii U but in a really good way, and everyone loves it. And now it's just making me wonder, because obviously I knew something has to happen. But, you know, in the past few generations, the only time they've really... I'm trying to think now. the What are the few times they've really built directly off of the previous console they did? I feel like they haven't done that for a while. The last time they did, it went terribly with the Wii U. Well, I mean, Nintendo to Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's probably the only... like the most direct. Yeah. That's the only other one I could really think of. And then like 
and 64 to GameCube. Right? And that's when it started dropping out. Even, I would even say the Nintendo 64, I didn't do as well as like the PlayStation, right? Like sales wise and everything. So it's just interesting to me. Sure. I feel like Nintendo feels like if they do the same thing but try to do it better, it goes poorly. <laughs> do you guys like agree with that? Or they no. take it and I don't know. <laughs> but I only don't agree, and this is where it gets tricky. Because with the Switch especially, they're combining the console with handheld. <laughs> and so the handheld iterations have always been better with each yeah. one. Yeah, they've always been fine. Yeah. And so are they treating this like more of a handheld or more of a console? Mm-hmm. And are they going to iterate it in the same way as because I think if they choose to do the new Nintendo Switch or whatever they call it, akin to a new 3DS or something. They really have to call it Super Switch. Like, that's such a good opportunity. Yeah, anyway, I like it a lot. <clears throat> yeah. It fits their branding. It fits their history. Come on. Come but on, do Nintendo. Do you think they'll no do Nintendo a Super it. Switch? No. Or do you think it's going to be something different entirely? I think they... It's hard because that's the other thing with Nintendo is you could theorize about a million things and they're going to listen to each one and say, okay, we're scrapping this if they have it in development. That's the problem. Yeah, like it seems so obvious to just continue the Switch. It's such a huge success, but... Nintendo never does what makes sense. So mm-hmm. why would they start now? I I do have some theories, but I, I don't know if now is the time to get into them. Well, let me let me ask one more question before we get into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think one thing that seems to be a factor is, like, is the competition. Because I feel like their handhelds have never really had really strong competition or the competition it did have and the PSP fell off super hard with the Vita, right? And the yeah. few times that they've had really strong comp- or the few times ever since they've had really strong competition competition in the home console market is when they are like, okay, this GameCube thing didn't work out. Let's do the Wii. Let's not worry about powerful graphics anymore and just give people a new way to play that's completely different than what everyone else is doing. And they've kind of just kept on that path, I think, even with the Switch, too. Like, oh, it's a handheld, but it docks, and you can pop off the little controllers on the side and use that, and they can be two separate controllers. Like, there's a lot, and the motion controls are still there, you know? But so now I wonder and you can buy new controllers every three months. Exactly. Yeah. Because because there's new colors. People like colors. That's what you're talking yes. about, right? Just for um, the colors. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, my train of thought is it just drifted away. I'm just kidding. Um so now I'm wondering <laughs> if they're gonna look at things like the Steam Deck and all these other handhelds that are coming out and feel like 
oh these guys and are... make a pc yeah right no <laughs> like <laughs> are they, they going to feel like they have to do something exciting and different to differentiate themselves from these other handhelds that are coming out on the market now because i think the steam deck is doing really well like they can't make enough of them they're trying to amp up production as much as they possibly can and i still haven't gotten my email valve um <laughs> So do you think that's going to be a factor? Or are they going to be like, oh, it's just a PC that you can hold in your hands. We're still just going to keep doing the Switch thing like they have with their other handhelds. I think they're... I don't think they see the Steam Deck as a competitor because it is very different. It's it's more akin to a a PSP or a PS Vita in my eyes at least mm-hmm. where it's kind of meant to do something, but I feel like they have an, a huge audience that like the Nintendo games are what sell well on the switch. And so yeah. as long as they put out a new thing that plays those Nintendo games better, yeah, I don't think they're too worried about the steam deck. And I think there's small things like, it's less powerful, but it has a better battery. Yeah, and that's true. Like other things like that, where it's kind of it comes with the dock. Yeah, stuff like that. You don't have to buy a goofy dongle to go along with it or anything like that. Or the dock that they still haven't made. Yeah, that too. What do you think, Paul? Well, I was gonna make an argument based on. Switch game sales are so high that, like, it would be crazy to totally abandon the hardware format when you have such a success. But we sales were crazy high, and they abandoned mostly the idea of, I guess, they kept a lot of the mm-hmm. ideas from Wii to yeah. Wii U. Um, so I guess maybe maybe it would fit the pattern that they actually do kind of do a super switch, like do an iteration on it before then moving on like they did with Wii and Wii U and Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again... I have a hard time predicting anything with Nintendo because they almost never do what I think they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, I think I... what happened with the Wii, person, well, from what I understand, <clears throat> is the Wii, right? It sold like crazy and everyone bought it. But I feel like everyone bought it for Wii Sports. <laughs> and then and I think that's part of the reason why Skyward Sword had so many like tutorials and explanations on how to do things. And Phi was always there to explain things. And it always had to tell you how much a blue rupee was worth because they were thinking all these people who don't play a lot of video games are going to pick up Skyward Sword and they're going to be confused. So we got to like lay it out for them. And that didn't happen. I feel like as like the more, I guess, gamer focus types of games on the Wii didn't sell nearly as well as like Wii sports and stuff. You know, like it was so casual, it was almost like too much into the casual market. Whereas the Switch, the all the games on it are selling really, really, really well. 
like the software itself along with the hardware you know yeah and and they tried to bring back the gamers on the wii u yeah and it really didn't work yeah it didn't they work. did like arkham city on the wii u and one of the call of duties was on wii u yeah. and they just didn't assassin's creed 3 i think was on there yeah i'm sure mass effect 3 was on there too wasn't it <laughs> Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. Yeah. I feel like they've struck a good balance now of things like, right. Um, I don't know. They just got games that appeal to a lot of people like Mario Kart and Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers and stuff that are selling really well on there. And it's allowing them to do more interesting things with other franchises, I guess, you know, it's like, what was it? What's the, what's the one that just came out? Xenoblade Chronicles? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's booming now because of the Switch. Because the original Xenoblade Chronicles, not the, the Xeno Gears and all that, but like Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, came out on the Wii, mm-hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was, was like good. a cult It was really good. Yeah. It was a cult classic, but it didn't sell a lot. Yeah. But when Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out on the Switch, I think it did a lot better because... I don't know. They just got something magical here already. Yeah, like I think traditional like business wisdom would say you're insane to move on. But if anyone were to do it, it would be Nintendo to yeah. just like well, but now we have this thing that attaches to your wrist and you play video games by moving your arms around. I don't know. Well one theory that i have yeah let's do theories all right (laughs) i i think nintendo knows right now that it would be crazy to move on from the switch and i think that's based on them not releasing a new mario kart for the switch and doubling down on the one that people have bought even though it's a remake um and so one theory I have is they will do a Switch Pro, but that doesn't mean maybe they they continue the Switch as their portable console and then do another oh, console. Like and, a, and, a home console. console. Yeah, but like if they do do a new console, I think it's going to have a new gimmick. Like it's it's not going to be traditional, like Nintendo right. games. Yeah, it's not just an Xbox. It's a it, yeah Nintendo okay. something. Okay, but if they don't do a new console, I think they're going to. I mean, this is less likely, but I I wouldn't be surprised if the new Switch had more joy-con focused stuff like new joy cons you can put on the side or they do more with that camera and one of the joy cons yeah or more with the hd rumble or i don't know i feel like and like some people theorized when the switch first came out that they were going to come out with like ar joy cons and like do pokemon go style things and like I I feel like if they didn't come out with a new home console, 
they would feel, I don't know, they're either going to double down on the Switch and do that later or just do a bunch of weird accessories, I guess. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you have any theories? Um, well, there wasn't there something about a sleep tracker patent that Nintendo did forever ago? Is that for Pokemon Sleep? Oh uh, yeah, was that all that was? That was I don't I I don't know anything about I the don't patent know either. But I remember when they announced Pokemon Sleep, yeah. which they never never released. Yeah, there was this like weird sub trend of Nintendo like wanting to get into health stuff. You remember the Wii? For a while. What was it? The Wii heart rate monitor thing? Yeah. That plugged into the Wii remote and then. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that ever actually happened, but they showed it off right. like in E3, I think. Right. Who can forget the Game Boy pregnancy test? It's <laughs> 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 a cartridge you put um, in there and then you pee on it, right? You don't yeah, pee yeah. on your Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's what it was. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway i guess where i was going with that is like it does kind of seem like it would make sense that nintendo would try to get into like health tracking or like health monitoring and like encouraging movement somehow but i I don't know i feel like they're doing that Um, already though they're just not as big as they used to be right right but this this leads into another theory I have actually, and it's a very simple one, but I feel like a potential next next big move after a Switch or apart from a Switch, Nintendo could be VR based stuff. Mm-hmm. Like but I when feel you're like not competing on tech. That's yeah, that's the that is the thing, <laughs> but like if they found a cheap way to do it that worked better than cardboard. <laughs> so that's not <laughs> <Yeah>. Labo. Yeah. <laughs> so I, feel thing, like, yeah. I feel like that makes sense for Nintendo in terms of wanting to continue to innovate. And that's like the next big like tech I'm thing. Too. Even if Even if it's not VR, but like some sort of like hand tracking or body tracking. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Connect, but better. I was, was going to say they just reinvent the Connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, Microsoft <laughs> couldn't do it, but we will. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't know. That's my personal theory too. So I think really the magic they have right now on this Switch, in terms of like innovating on hardware, <clears throat> is in the Joy Cons and like the profile of the Switch. Because you're right, they technically they've already done VR. It's just in cardboard, and it's like, hey, <laughs> you like Smash? You want to play it in VR? <laughs> like, this you know, that's what it feels like. And <laughs> you know, the the VR Labo had, as far as I understand, I never had any of the Labo stuff, but <clears throat> I had some fun little ideas, right? Um, but yeah, the thing with the Joy Cons and the profile of the Switch, it seems like an obvious innovation to make is to come out with especially with a new switch if they just say okay 
we're gonna just iterate on the switch and make it beefier you know i try to keep the battery life good and everything that's gonna be one thing we can you know have a feather in our hat you know like we this if you want to compare it to the steam deck or these other gaming pcs handheld pcs that are coming out like our battery life's gonna be better and we're gonna have all the nintendo exclusives and all that kind of stuff like that's a big deal um <clears throat> but you keep the same type of profile and you can do all kinds of things with those joy cons i mean they already have with the labo with the ring ring fit adventure you could do vr i could see them making a headset that just has the lenses and everything that your switch you just take the joy cons off slide that in there and then your joy cons can be the controllers like a hand like the to, to track your movements and everything like i could see them re reiterating more on just like making it more powerful and then saying okay here's the new special joy cons these work with vr and you got to have these vr joy cons kind of thing so you can we can track your hands or something like that you know what i mean yeah i feel like they have building pieces to where they don't have to do anything drastic to make new moves they can just iterate on what they have including joy cons and just making things more powerful yeah, here's another idea too, going off of that. You remember how with the NES there were like the black cartridges that weren't licensed Nintendo? Yeah. Random companies would make. Get the get that back. Unlicensed Nintendo games where they make weird Joy-Cons for their weird games and like hospitals could make diabetes test Joy-Cons. <laughs> and give you a diabetes test game so you can monitor your blood sugar levels and all that. Yeah. Uh, I they won't do this, but but come with me for a moment to this alternate timeline. <laughs> what if Nintendo made a phone that Joy Cons could attach to? Whoa. <laughs> Brilliant. And so then they could do like keep it in your pocket all day and and like walk with Mario and Mario will track your movement. Like they could do this health focused stuff, but then it's like, okay, but then you're gonna sit down and you're gonna play a game and you just slide on your your Joy Cons on the side and and then they have some, you know, they bring back, like, what was it called? Picto chat? What was the, like, 3DS messenger that everyone loved? Oh, they yeah, bring that yeah. back. Yeah, Picto chat. Picto chat was the DS, but there was the other one that I think you're talking about, Paul. For 3DS. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, they could have their own, like, weird messenger that people get way into. And, like... I'm convincing myself this is a good idea, even though there's no way on the planet <laughs> Nintendo would ever make an Android phone. Yeah. But it's it not, could be kind of awesome. I don't know, man. I don't think I'd buy it. Come on. I'm You're not, Mr. I need everything to be portable. What are you talking about? I know, and I can't even play games on my phone for some reason. <laughs> I can't play myself But what if your phone was a Switch? And it played Switch games. No, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> you know, it, it's like above average size. I don't. I don't want my 
switch to be vibrating with text messages as I'm trying to play a game. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point. That's something they'd have to consider. You get a phone call you... in the middle of it. You imagine me like in a Splatoon match. And it's like, <laughs> Someone's calling I mean, you. Oh. That's most people's reality already because they just play games on their phone. Yeah. But not Splatoon. But not Splatoon. Not Splatoon. All right. It's the only not thing technically... I think needs to happen from that whole conversation is PictoChat on phones. They just need to. <laughs> they need a PictoChat app. I would get. Um, I would download that. I would give them five dollars. So um, what I was thinking of was is not really chatting. I guess I was thinking of Swap Doodle. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember that, Paul? I remember yes, sending I remember. you some swap yeah. doodles. Swap doodle, yeah. It was I will a also idea. take a swap doodle app. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the best thing to think about is what can they put Mario on? Right. That is That basically defines the future for you got to have a Mario and a Zelda and a Mario Kart. You yeah. have to have a device that plays all of those things well. Are are we all do we all agree that they should stay away from and double down on that for the next 5 years? On a new switch thing? Yeah, or even continuing to support the switch we have now. But most likely, so they just make it powerful. So you're just saying, like, they could just make it an extra long generation. Like, we could just stick with the Switch for 10, 12 years instead of like the typical seven. Yeah. And I, I think its age will show more, but I think if they make just as much money. Right. Yeah. And I, I think they would make more money than if they released a new console that wasn't anything like the switch right honestly if they released like a joy con pro that might be enough for me yeah yeah i agree like i feel like that's where the innovation should take place in my opinion at least is like the joy con i mean the joy con i know it's got the drift and that sucks <laughs> like super bad but apart from that like they've packed so much technology into those little things yeah like, there's like, so much potential I don't... there other than one two switch, has any game used the IR camera? I don't. Uh, uh, Ring Fit Adventure yeah. does technically. <laughs> I was uh, gonna okay. say that. Where they it Talk measures the... your heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. They brought back and the Wii thing. For Ring it's Fit. pretty, pretty inaccurate from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, I'm like sweating Classic. and dying of exhaustion, and then it's like, you just did some light exercise. <laughs> Well, you just have a strong heart. Mm, that's what it is. Well, I've heard <laughs> that uh, people with Fitbits and smartwatches oh, do the same exercises, that. and the yeah. the info is way different. Yeah, that's hilarious. That doesn't surprise me, honestly, though. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, the Labo's the big one. Oh, yeah, the Labo did use it. Labo's, I mean, the Labo functions because of the IR camera, right? Like the piano thing isn't the idea is you put the one with the camera so you can see what 
how far away each thing is moving so it knows what note is being played on your cardboard piano. I think that's how it works. Yeah. I I feel like I explained it really poorly, but <laughs> I think that was the, yeah. the thing. The camera makes the piano work. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Like a real piano. <laughs> All pianos run on cameras. <laughs> Other than that, though, I can't think of any. Yeah. I really want my Switch phone. I know you guys don't like it, but I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. <laughs> I never said anything about it, but yes, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I do think they should do a Switch Pro or a Super Switch or whatever yeah. they're going to call it. Like, because even the release game Breath of the Wild kind of chugged yeah. at times. Yeah. And so I think if they released a new Nintendo Switch that was more powerful, they could keep it going for 10 more years. And it would make them a lot of money it without also, having to do anything, really. Yeah. Um, that would also assuage one of my fears I have about Nintendo going forward is the like backward compatibility. So that's what the Steam Deck, that's what's so cool about it to me. I can buy it, and then I have my whole Steam library there. You know, I'm not going to turn it on Ooh. when I get it. And be like, cool, I gotta buy something to play on this thing. I can just sign oh, into my that will account. still happen. Don't worry. Oh yeah. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna boot it up but and it's gonna be reason. empty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, you know, if they did something new that's not a Switch 2 or a Super Switch or whatever, and it's like, okay, all those things that you bought on your Switch, you can't play on this new thing at all. I'd I don't know. This is the first time the Switch is the first time besides my PC, I guess my Xbox 362, but I feel like I've really, you know, invested games into it, right? Like I feel like I've got a pretty solid library on it, and it feels weird that I wouldn't be able to play that on the next Nintendo console. Maybe it's just because I'm looking at what Xbox is doing, even PlayStation is doing Compatibility with PlayStation 4 stuff. <clears throat> PlayStation 3, I feel like, is a lost cause at this point. But, you know. And the I mean, PC is obviously the king of backwards compatibility because they're all just computers. So, Nintendo's the one that I always feel like doesn't do that anymore. I mean, I'm going to disagree with that because the Wii U played Wii games. And yeah. we played GameCube games. Yeah. That's you keep it. losing it. You go back one generation. That's it. You know? Yeah. Which. With the switch, I guess that makes sense. And it, it is interesting because. I don't know. I worry a little bit, too, about I bought all these physical games. Only the digital games transfer over. Yeah, that too. Because they have the weird cartridge. 
Yeah. If they do a new switch, that's just more powerful. But but you know, even they can improve they, on the cartridge and make more memory for it. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. Even each iteration of the Game Boy played every other Game Boy. Yeah. Game that and... only really fell away once the DS happened. But and then the played DS... Game Boy Advance games. I don't think it played anything. It but... did play normal Game Boy games. Uh, yeah. But the DS, and then each iteration of the DS played other DS games. So like yeah. the new Nintendo 3DS plays the original DS games, but, but no the Game, Game Boy. Boy fell off, yeah. And so, I don't know, that is a whole other topic that I'm interested in, is will, like, I don't know, PlayStation 5 can play PS4 games right now, but are we in an era where everything will be backwards compatible forever, or is it going to stay the same as it always has where they do some backwards compatibility and then kind of back up on it. Well, it just starts, it's starting to feel like they're all just essentially computers, you know, I agree. They're getting more powerful. So it's easier to do the backwards compatibility. Whereas the switch and what Nintendo's doing still feels like here's a new console, you know, mm, yeah. it's different from the old one and they keep changing the formats of their physical media. Well, maybe that won't matter as well Xbox. in the future with digital stuff, but I don't know. Isn't Xbox talking a really big game about this? Like the end of generations? I swear they said yeah. Phil Spencer said that very line. He might have, yeah. So, yeah. So I think in Xbox's world, yes. Like now everything will just be compatible forever. I think that's what they're saying. Which sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah, same. That sounds incredible. That is the dream. And I feel like if Nintendo likes the Switch idea a lot, and they, I feel like they could stick, because I, I get why they want to do these little cartridges for their Switch, because they're tiny, and you want something small that you can travel with easily, right? So it, that makes sense to me. But if they do like a home console, like my Switch games won't play on that, right? Even though they're essentially home console games at this point. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing. They invent a Joy-Con that you can plug all of your cartridges into and GameCube and Wii discs (laughs) that transfers them over (laughs) to your Switch. The disc con. I want that. The disc con. Are you guys worried about like compatibility going forward for Nintendo? Because everyone else is doing it. Are they going to be like, no, we're too cool for that. We're going to change up the cartridge sizes so you can't fit your old Switch cartridges into the Switch 2. I'm not yeah. I'm not really worried about it, but I think if they did a new console, I agree with you, they wouldn't move forward with backwards compatibility. Yeah, I don't I don't think Nintendo would let that stop them from an idea that they have. Like if they can make it work, they will, but they're not gonna be like, Well, we can't do this cool new gimmick because then it would be backwards compatible. Like they are willing to sacrifice compatibility for an idea, I think. Yeah. 
I just don't know if they'll have to because <clears throat> now the Joy-Cons are so, I mean, if they really want to be like, I want to make, I want people to be able to play a piano with their Switch. They can use the Joy-Con to make it happen and made it out of cardboard. Or like, we need a new fitness game. We have these cool controllers. How do we do it? It's like, oh, just make the little ring thing and then the Joy-Con slides on there. Strap the other one to your leg and can see how high your knees go in the workouts and there you go. Like, it has the flexibility to do all kinds of things. And if they really need to do something super wild, like they did with the Labo, <clears throat> maybe don't do it with cardboard this time. I don't know whatever whoever's opinions or whatever on cardboard um <laughs> but you could do if you wanted to do like a really wild game that needed a very specific input and they've done this before with the friggin dk bongos like you could do that with your joy cons you know make a new joy con that's for this game make make bongo bongo cons <laughs> yeah <laughs> You could put it on your on your lap. You could just slide the bongos on there. <laughs> <laughs> but joking mm. aside, they do have the Tyco. I, I wasn't drum. joking. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, seriousness aside, the Tyco drum controller that they have for the Switch, I've been tempted to get that a few times. Oh, what a Tyco drum controller. Yeah, because you know those Tyco drum games? Oh, yeah. They have like a Bluetooth like drum that you can use for them. It looks fun. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Incredible. You can play Dark Souls with it. <laughs> it actually has Doom installed on the drum. <laughs> Well, in any case, I don't think the Switch is going to disappear anytime soon. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's it would even be crazy for Nintendo to abandon it when it has this much success behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's got to be a new Switch or they just keep on supporting the Switch for a long time. Yeah, I feel like I mean you made the you pointed out the fact that it's also it's not just the home console, but it's their handheld console now. And if they treat it like it's like the Game Boy, they treated it to the Game Boy, you know. They just they reiterate what they didn't just go from Game Boy to Game Boy Color, which was basically just a Game Boy, but some games were in color, to Game Boy Advance. Like they kept iterating on that. Like there was the Game Boy Game Boy why did I keep Game Boy? Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket. And there's a Game Boy Light somewhere in there, and then the, the Game Boy Color, and then they went to the Game Boy Advance, and then they had the Game Boy Advance SP, and then the Game Boy Advance Micro. Like they reiterated on that idea so many times. And they're kind of doing that with the Switch already, where they have the Switch. And we'll skip over the revision thing because that's it's still the same Switch, really. But like the Switch, and then the Switch Lite, and then the Switch OLED. Like I could see them being like, okay, and here's a big, beefy Switch. And it'll play these games better, and you know, like the new Nintendo 3DS, like they did the these with their DS line too. I could see them just doing this with their Switch at least for a while. So maybe that's the future. Yeah. Maybe we're overthinking also, it a little bit. <laughs> at least I'm overthinking it a little bit. 
I think we were supposed to overthink it a little bit. Hmm. Also, I want to uh, fact check myself. I did look it up, and the DS does not play original Game Boy games. Oh. oh. I thought it did, and I thought I had a memory of playing an original I Game Boy I believed you. I had the DS Lite, and I... When you yeah. said that, I just assumed, oh, maybe it's just the DS Lite only did Game Boy Advance games. So, I don't know. I remember holding on to my Game Boy Advance because I was like, oh, I can't play my other Game Boy games on here. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, that's, that's calmed my fears for the future of Nintendo. The whole reason I came up with this topic is I was thinking about the Steam Deck and how cool it is, and I was like, once I get it, I can just—I have my whole Steam library on there with with me wherever I go. And then I realized it wasn't the case with the Switch, you know. And then I was thinking, what about the new Switch? Or if they do a new Switch, like what's going to happen with that? Am I going to have to buy new games completely and keep hold on to my old Switch so I can play my old Switch games? And it just made me think about it a lot, you know. Now I'm not as worried. But now all I'm worried about is will they use the name Super Switch? That's the real question. What is it going to be called? The Switch. They will never. No, I agree. I don't think they'll ever just do a Switch 2. They have never done anything like that before. And they did do Nintendo 64. It's true. The 64th Nintendo console. Yeah, this is the sixty fourth iteration on it. Yeah, yeah. We just they could count the, the number of bits that uh, the switch has. <laughs> Bring it back to that side. What if switch they do a, a switch with the ten eighty p screen, and they'll just call it the switch ten eighty? I would. I wouldn't be mad about that. I would love that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> If we if we can't get a Super Switch, I will accept a Switch 1080. <laughs> Switch 1080. I say they just go with extra confusing and call it the Play Switch Five. <laughs> no, six. Play Switch Six. That's harder to say too. Play Switch Six. Play Switch That's Six. True. Say that six times I, fast. I think I was going for there being two PS Fives. Oh, I like that. But that would that would also throw a loop of having a PS6 out at the same time as the PS5. <laughs> what about all the yeah all the the uh, what do you call it websites? All the journalists. How would they abbreviate that name? That's funny. Well, and play Switch Six is so hard to say that they yeah. probably would want to shorten it to PS6 as fast as possible. So. And they would probably just all call it the Switch still. Probably. The Switch 6. Well, most people would call it a Switch Pro, let's be honest. Mm, that's true. That's true, yeah. Even though, that? has Nintendo ever named anything Pro? Is that a thing Nintendo has ever done? I think no. the only people who have ever done that is PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. But I think because they were the first to put out a better version of the same console. I think that's why everyone's calling it that. Is Xbox, did they do that? 
They did, but uh, it was just the X, Xbox One X. Oh, uh, okay. Well, are you guys ready for a game? Yeah. Wow. Well. We are good to go. Welcome to another round or edition of Chance Time League Draft. Yeah! <laughs> Gets me going every time. Oh man. My foot is tapping. <laughs> A great one. That, of course, is uh, the theme to Madden 96 on the Super Nintendo. All right, guys. Today we've got the Wii edition oh, of Chance Time League Draft. It is, uh, we've got some special rules, though. No one is allowed to take Wii Sports is the first rule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess <laughs> too unfair of an advantage, but the reason we're doing Wii is it was kind of that that console that was the weird new iteration from Nintendo, kind of on theme with what we were talking. Um, I think last time we were trying to remember who went first. The last time to see who goes first, does anyone remember who? No, I don't remember. Okay. Also, I did look look into this one a little bit. At least the top 11 have been updated since 2020. Whoa. Okay. But there's a lot of these numbers that it looks like they have 2015. Um but the last one was uh, we did was PlayStation Four, I believe, and the numbers were off. I think this one is a little more more up to date. Um, let's see. I don't know. I never know how to determine who's going to go first. Who we're won gonna... last time? I don't even remember that. Oh, I might have that actually. Uh, it looks like Curtis won last time. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have Paul go first this time. Give him the um, advantage, see if we can help him. When you say I'm not allowed to say Wii Sports, does that mean every iteration, like Wii Sports Resort, is off? No, you could say anything else but Wii Sports. <laughs> no packing titles. Was uh, Wii Sports the only pack and title? I think so. Ooh. I mean, mm. I think they had some bundles. Yeah, what about bundles? Yeah, the, everything yeah. counts but Wii Sports. Okay. I think the, the only reason Wii Sports count is because it's 82.9 million. Yeah, it's so much higher. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know the, the point system... You uh, get as many points as uh, games sold. And the least amount on this list is 1 million. There are 63 games on this list. All right, Paul, do you have a guess for us? 
Uh, let's go with the game I certainly spent the most time on the Wii. Mario Kart Wii. All that's going to give you 37.38 million points. All right. That what is number the, is that? That is the number two spot. Yes, um, okay. <laughs> Wait, right, so 30, that was 37? Yeah, 37.38 <laughs> million <laughs> copies sold. That's, that's a, how and we sport. And like, Wii Sports is 80? Like 82.9 million. million. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Quite the difference. Jeez, man. Okay. Let me think. Let's go with Wii Play. All right. Wii Play is number five, Curtis. Ooh. With 28.02 million points. Okay, okay. So you're you're not too far behind. That's why I had to ask about the pack-in thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. people only bought that game because it came with the Wii Remote. That's fair. Sorry, which you did Wii Play, right? Yeah. Oh. All right, Paul. You've got a, a healthy 9 million point lead. Um, well, I already said it, so I feel like I'm going to have to go with it. Wii Sports Resort. You took the number three, Paul. What? Okay. Well, that nets you 33.14 oh, million points. <laughs> it's still anyone's game. Hmm. I will say that. <laughs> trying to say if I should keep with the theme or not. Let's go with um, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. You took the number four, Curtis. Wow. With 30.32 million. So far, Paul, you have 70.52 million. Curtis, you have 58.34 million. And the top five spots have been taken. Hey, we're, you we're guys are good. You get, uh, by the way, I didn't say this, but you each get five five picks. Okay. How many? I've done two. Yeah, you got two yep. for both of us. So it's my turn again. Right? This is where it gets hard. Yes, it is your turn. Okay. I'm I'm a little worried about this. But I, I uh if it okay, I'm just gonna say it. Super Mario also, Galaxy. Alright, Super Mario Galaxy. Twelve point eight million. Number nine on the list. Oh, okay. That's so much less than I thought it'd be. It, it drops off quite a bit after these first seven, I'll say. That was number nine? Yeah, that was number nine. Oh, man. I wonder how high Link's crossbow training is. Just kidding. That's not my guess. Don't take that guess. <laughs> I, I'm not taking the guess. <laughs> uh, 
let's say oh man um let's do it's not gonna let's do twilight princess all right legend of zelda twilight princess number 13 on the list made you 7.42 million points uh before you guess paul i am gonna say that this may or may not help you guys it might actually not help you guys but this is also all games that came out on the wii not just first party games right but it's nintendo yes (laughs) that is correct Okay, but that's so I feel we, like you're giving yeah, I feel like you're giving us a hit here. Okay. We still have the number six, number seven, number eight, and number ten. If you're going for top ten answers. And you each have two picks left. Okay. Wait, it's my turn? It's my yes. turn, right? I think based on what you just said, this isn't the best pick, but I want it. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. All right. Super Smash Brothers Brawl is number eight. Okay. Gonna give you thirteen point three two million points. You're at ninety six point sixty four right now, Paul. Curtis, you're at sixty five point seven six, but you still have two guesses. And I think you could catch up based on how these next guesses go. Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anything else at this point. <laughs> yeah, those first first five are are a giveaway. Ooh, hold on, let me think. But there's still stuff there. There's still stuff there that'll get you some good points. Yeah, I don't know if this will. Um, let's say. What would it be? Hold on, let me count here. Mario Party 7. (laughs) Is that on Wii? Or is that GameCube? Curtis, you've got zero points with that (laughs) What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like we could... Let us know which Mario Party was on the Wii. I feel like that's fair. All right. Mario Party 7, I don't think, is on the Wii. Mario Party 8. Sorry, I was off one. (laughs) Mario Party 8 is number 12 on the list. Okay, okay, okay. 8.85 million. (laughs) Leaving you with 74.61 million. Now that means there's four Mario Parties on GameCube. Yeah, there were a lot on on GameCube. That's funny. All right, Paul. Is this my number four? This is your fifth guess. This is my fifth one. Your last (sighs) guess. If you this could make make it or break it for you. 
Okay, well, I don't know what to say, because I know a franchise, but I have no idea which one <laughs> would have been on. <laughs> Am I allowed to ask, what are the years that the Wii, like, what year did the Wii come out? Yes. Am I, am I allowed to ask that? <laughs> if Curtis agrees that this information will be useful, <laughs> I, can, I can let you know. <laughs> Sure. Was it like 2007? I guess, anyway. Yeah, I'm looking it up. I. Or 06. I think it was one of those two. Yeah. 06 was when it released and it discontinued 2013. Okay. Well. Which, based on our conversation, Makes sense. They could do the switch for that long, and it would still not be weird. Right. Okay, well, my guess then is going to be Just Dance 2009. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, I don't think so. Hey, so Just Dance the original is what came out in 2009. Yeah, as I was say, I well, think okay. they did like Just Dance <laughs> and Just Dance 2 and stuff for a while until... And then they started naming them? Yeah, I don't know when they started doing oh, the... Okay. Uh... Well, yeah. You... can my guess just be Just Dance then? <laughs> yeah. That's my guess, Just Dance. All right, Just Dance, number 22 on the list. Wow, I thought oh. it would be way higher. It's going to give you 4.3 million points, Paul. Oh, man. Giving you a grand total of 100.94 points. 94 million points. Uh, Yes, million points. (laughs) Forgive me. Um, (laughs) All right, Curtis. I'm not going to lie. You're not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> because the highest one you can get isn't going, it's going to be close. You'll get 98 million points if you can get it. You'll actually have 99 million. <laughs> I don't know what it'd be, though. Uh, so maybe I'd round up. Maybe I'll round it to you both get 100 <laughs> and we'll do a bunch. I thought your whole hint was totally pointing toward Just Dance. <laughs> That was a what? good thought, though. Yeah. Just, do you remember the Just Dance craze around the Wii? Like, it was maybe it was, it was Just Dance too. Maybe the first There's Just a, Dance a, was just there like, is a reason. Oh, this is kind of cool, and then it blew up. Uh, what was okay, the last? Okay. What was the last Just Dance that was released on the Wii? I think it was like 2020. Yeah, yeah it was pretty recent. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like that console made that franchise. So maybe like Just Dance wasn't as big for the Wii, but the Wii was everything for Just Dance. Yeah. <sighs> mm. <clears throat> well, let's try it. Let's go ahead and say, as I have no idea what else it'd be, unless it's Madden 07. Um, let's say Just Dance 2. 
Just Dance 2. Number 20 on the list. Uh, oh, you still you still beat mine. Which was 5 million. Just Dance 3, number 10 on the list. Uh, I should have gone farther. But numbers 6 and 7. If it's We uh, Fit, I'm going to be so annoyed. Is it We Fit? Both the, both the same franchise. We Fit and oh We Fit God. Plus. Uh, I thought about that's the joke I made. Yeah, I said, I oh, had... should I keep the... <laughs> Theme going had, more Wii yeah. games, we fit. I had that thought like right when we started, oh and then gosh. didn't think about it again. I... <laughs> yeah, so we fit sold twenty two point six seven uh, million. Really? Wow. We fit plus sold twenty one point thirteen. So many of those Gale things. Yeah, but then that's the seventh best selling. Then the eighth best Super Smash Brothers Brawl drops down to thirteen point. Yeah, that's wow. And then the sales drop pretty drastically after that. We Party was after Just Dance 3. I don't even remember We Party. Was that the one with the tanks? Or was that We Play? I have no idea. I never played either one of those, honestly. But yeah, 14... Uh, basically, it goes like this. Wii Sports, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Wii Play, Wii Fit, Wii Fit Plus, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, Super Mario Galaxy, Just Dance 3, Wii Party, Mario Party 8, Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and Sonic... Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games tie for 16 and 17. 18, Link's Crossbow Training, just for you, Curtis. 5.79 million copies sold. It was 16? Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, it was 18. Okay, still. Still way higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, Lego Star Wars is number 19. And Just Dance 2, number 20. Yeah, crazy that games like Skyward Sword, number 24, um, oh, I guess that's the craziest one, Mar- Metro that... Prime 3, 47th on the list, Punch-Out, 55th on the list. Games that I would think would sell more. Yeah. What were you going to say uh, is crazy, Paul? I was, I was going to say, just we Sports would have almost won this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man, what I a mean, phenomenon. I feel like it was kind of cheating to keep Mario Kart Wii in there, too. But... It do, it's not as drastic as a point difference right. as the Wii Sports one. Yeah, what, what a phenomenon is Wii Sports. Holy cow. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty wild. <clears throat> well, that was it for Chance Time League Draft. Another... Amazing addition.
Yeah, not as much controversy as the last one. <laughs> That's that probably good, though. <laughs> didn't have true. Call of Duty in it. and Right. Yeah, it's I've... also hilarious that Curtis won PlayStation and I won Nintendo. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but some would say, is it all based in the first guess? Yes, that is, that is a good point. It is a big advantage. And so I wonder if the new thing is we have you separately create your own drafts, but that's not how a draft works, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have to follow the exact rules of draft, really. I guess <laughs> if we did follow the exact rules, we'd have Paul go first, and then Curtis choose two. Right. And maybe that would be more fair. It's true. I suppose but, we could, uh, yeah, figure that out someday. Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, if you have any ideas, <laughs> we should do our draft game, I guess. <laughs> Email us at chance that podcast. Uh, gmail.com um, or join our discord server the link will be in the show notes um, yeah you guys have anything else to add uh, thank you for coming to see James thanks for coming to see James never die okay bye <laughs> <laughs>